Well, good morning. Breakfast at the Broker every Tuesday morning. We were so excited we had to start early this morning. So without further ado, and now, by way of Remax Services in Boca Raton, Florida, he is the CEO of the Nathanson Brothers Real Estate Team. He is a member of the Core Coaching. He's a three-point specialist in his YMCA Basketball League. He is a husband, a son, a father, brother, and lover of all things Boston. Stand up and make some noise for Michael. I am the man, Nathanson. Wow. <laughs> Quite an introduction. I am Good the morning. man. Good morning. Good morning, Dave. How you doing, buddy? Good. So, you nice know, I'm very here. fortunate that I got I get to see you every day. And, um, you know, because your uh, sports um, uh, allegiances aren't uh, very good, uh, we, uh, you know, we banter a little bit back and forth. Yes, we do. But you don't have much to say to me this week, do you? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> or last week or the week before <laughs> or the year before. Um, so, you know, tell me a little bit about, you know, we're, we're going into the kind of budgeting, business planning, you know, uh, season, if you want to call it. Um, everyone's coming out with business plans and, you know, it may be late, it may be early, whatever, it may be t- the right time. You know, tell us a little bit about how you uh, attack and, and are intentional with your business plan. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's just like you said, the, the big word is intentional, right? So it's looking at where you've been, what you've done, and seeing where you want to go. And there is no right answer. Uh, it's what do you want to do? Do you want to sell $100 million of real estate? Do you want to sell $5 million of real estate? It really doesn't matter what you want to do. It's planning. How do you get there? So for me, the, the big thing is looking at what you've done. I track everything. I've got forms. I got another screen over here to my left, just with forms on it. I keep track of leads. I keep track of closings. I keep track of calls, face-to-faces, notes that I write, events that I go to, so I can track everything and see what comes from what I've done. Do you have a, what kind of tracking system do you have? Do you, is it... <clears throat> Is it a tool or is it a kind of proprietary to you? Yeah, it's a it's a crazy system. It's called Google Docs. <laughs> I don't know if you ever heard of it. No, yeah. no, never heard of that. I literally, just have forms in Google Docs. I get like fifteen, you know, tabs <laughs> open, and I look at them all day, every day. That's awesome. So, yeah. when you're doing a business plan, what do you need? What do you need to be, have an effective business plan for a real estate um, business, or actually for any business, but specifically real estate? Well, again, it's it's about knowing what you want. So again, there is no right answer as to what you want. Only you can determine that between you, your family, your team, your coach, whatever it may be. Uh, but for me, right, you need to know what you did this past year. What's up, bro? That's my brother. <laughs> uh, so it's about what you did the previous years. So how many calls did you make? How many appointments did you get from that? How many referrals did you get? How many closings did you get? So you know, you know, I need to make 100 calls to get one appointment or two appointments, and I get one closing from those two appointments, whatever your numbers are. So if you want to have 50 closings, you know, you need, you know, 10,000 calls to get those appointments. So it really, that that's basically it, man. It's not, it's not difficult. I'm not smart. I just follow what I'm told to do. <laughs> so... Uh... That's funny. So for, you know, a lot of agents, real estate agents don't have business plans, don't track, don't, you know, don't know their numbers. Right. Right. Um, So what advice would you give to them if they're, you know, they're saying, all right, this is going to be the year 
that we're going to do budgeting. This is the year that we're going to do some business planning and really understand our business better. What would be the first few things that uh, maybe a real estate agent out there uh, listening would uh, want to do? Well, honestly, uh, it, it, it's the first step is wanting to do it, right? The first thing is finally deciding to do it. Because I will tell you this, for the first, I don't know, I've been doing this for a long time now. I used to be the young guy, but now I'm the old guy. I've been selling real estate for just over 15 years now. For the first, I don't know, nine years of my career, if you asked me if uh, I'm profitable, I would have said, absolutely. I sell a house and I get a check. So therefore, I'm profitable. Well, about five or six years ago, I joined an amazing coaching company called The Core. If you've never heard of it, I'm not surprised. I never heard of it until I did. And uh, it's, I always say it's its the top realtors and lenders in the country and me. And uh, it has absolutely changed. So now that I actually track my business, I do a profit and loss for my business every month and a personal budget every month. I have gone from basically zero savings, zero future to now, you know, I've got some money saved and I know where my money's going. I know how much money I save every single month. I know exactly what it costs to run my business. So for you that are thinking about doing it, your first call should be call me or my brother would be more than happy to sit down and talk to you about it and show you how it's done. It's, it's really, it's, it's not difficult if I can do it, you know, I'm a moron. If I can do it, anyone else can do it. I promise you. So, you know, what made you do it? Like what, I mean, I, I know, was it when you went into the core coaching where yes. they demanded it? Um, yeah. Well, so the, the cool thing about core coaching is uh, it's true accountability. You know, I've, I've been with a bunch of coaches before. I truly believe that you need a coach to succeed. You may get by, but you're not really succeeding without a coach. And uh, all these coaches promise accountability and it's never real. It really isn't. They just want your credit card number. Right at the core, they tell you to do something. If you don't do it, they fine you. They have my credit card on file and they will fine you anywhere from a few hundred dollars to thousands of dollars if you don't do what you're told. So for me, I don't like being punished. So, <laughs> so I do what I'm told. <laughs> you know, um, accountability is funny because, you know, people, you know, some people, you know, money is a big deal or, you know, um, like you said, you know, being punished or, or, or not pleasing someone or that kind of thing is a big deal. You know, um, having some degree of accountability with, you know, that that's going to hurt and like really, really get at you is, is so important. Yeah. 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 Listen, I mean, honestly, it's, it's really funny, but there's times where I don't even focus on the money that I made. I focus on making sure I did everything right so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Which ends up having uh, more money. Yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. So um, tell us a little bit about the real estate market in Boca Raton. Yeah, the real estate market in Boca Raton is, uh, is something special for sure. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure some of you out there may have heard it's been kind of a hot real estate market for a while. Uh, and I'll tell you, I've seen signs that it's starting to slow down for sure. Uh, that doesn't mean where it's going to crash. There's going to be a bubble. It's I'm not worried about that. I believe that we're going to see the market still creeping up, but slower. Uh, so, for example, I actually looked last week in Boca Raton, single-family homes that are not in a country club or a 55-plus community, okay? When I looked last week, there were, I believe it was 
right around 300 for sale total. And almost 12% of those were either price reductions or back on the markets. So that is a number that is kind of high. We don't really see it normally that high. Uh, so it shows me that number one, the realtors that just got their licenses and don't really know what they're doing, which is okay, by the way, you should ask for help, but it's okay. They listen to their clients on what to do. Well, I'm, well, my neighbor sold for 600, I want 850. And they listed for 850, right? So it doesn't help anybody. So we're seeing a lot of these price reductions now. Now, I mean, the market is still hot. I tried to go to an open house the other day and the agent canceled it and didn't even tell anybody because they got a bunch of offers. So there were about 30 people standing outside of this house, super pissed off that they couldn't go in. Uh, so it is still a good market to sell. It's just slowing down a little bit. We're not getting, you know, 30 offers anymore. We're getting three or four. You know, and, and I guess, you know, the when I look at the reasons why that happens, um, it has to do a couple things with mindset, right? So sellers think that they're obviously the house is gold and obviously they're right. Well, they but, have crown um, molding, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, and so when you're looking at it, you know, the sellers are saying, all right, I'm going to price it way above what is even reasonable. And that's why you're seeing, you know, um, a lot of uh, price reductions or whatever. But you're also seeing with the back on the market and we're having to sell two houses two and three times. And and, and, I, and I have a, a theory on that. And I think it's right. Um, it's, it's, you know, when you push people, when you push buyers to compete with other buyers, you know, you make them feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And, you know, if you're starting out that relationship with some degree of uncomfortability, um, you know, the, the likelihood is that you may not, you know, they may not be comfortable during the inspection period. And uh, they're looking for reasons to get out. So, yeah, we're having to sell, right, uh, to, you know, the house a listing two and three times before yeah. it actually closes. You know, to, to touch on what you're saying, just for all the realtors out there, what I do, just so you know, is I have a conversation with my clients and I let them know I am a no pressure sales agent. OK, and I tell people this all the time. I'm going home to my house tonight, so I'm OK. If you want to do something, I am going to fight tooth and nail for you. If you don't, no problem. I'm still going home to my house. We'll figure it out for you. So it, it it really, I do no pressure. What I tell people is this. The only time you will ever feel any pressure from me is if you need to make a decision because there's a deadline. I don't care if the answer is yes or no, but it's you need to make a decision because my job is to help protect your money. Absolutely. You know, we're facilitators, right? And we're going to give advice, you know, where it's, uh, where it's asked and requested or, or yeah. you know, warranted. Um, you know, but we're not the ones, you know, selecting these offers. And I think, you know, you know, we, we'll talk about something that, you know, is um, maybe we, we shouldn't talk about, but, you know, listing agents, right? Listing agents um, have some degree of power or they feel like they have some degree of power and they're selecting offers and they're, they're you know, they're, they're being with their buddies or, or whatever it may be, right? Um have you seen some of that as well as where the listing agents are, are just either not getting back to you, putting the offers together, um, you know, come on, Dave, that's unheard of. Yeah, yeah, that right. is unheard of, Dave. Everybody is, up, you know, 
perfect and doing everything that's best for their clients. As a matter of fact, I don't know if you all saw out there, but there's a huge lawsuit going on. I think it's on the West coast of Florida where it was like a $5 million sale and the listing agent double-sided it. And one of the, they had multiple offers on it. And one of the buyers happened to go to the house to say, to the, to talk to the seller and say, dude, I gave you a great offer, no inspection, you know, half a million over asking what happened. And the seller supposedly didn't even know about the offer. So now there is a huge lawsuit. The seller and the buyer who didn't get it are suing the agent. So agents, you got to be careful. It's not about you. It's mm-hmm. about the client. you got to be careful. You know, when, when we started the show and I, I've, I've talked about this, you know, before, this is almost, um, it's over three and a half years ago. Um and we did it to perpetuate professionalism in the industry, in the real estate industry and collaboration. Yeah. And, you know, um, a lot of times uh, we've seen unprofessionalism in the industry. So, you know, for the consumers that are watching, for the, the realtors that are watching, it's so important when a consumer is looking for a realtor, you know, don't just go with your friend or go with your uh your unless your, i'm your, your friend brother-in-law your cousin <laughs> unless it's nathanson but, uh, <laughs> you have to really do research you have to make sure that you know they're um they're going to take care of you they're going to have your best interest and how you do that is through reviews through testimonials look you know stalking their facebook linkedin instagram and you know and 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 seeing their references because yeah. i mean like it's it's crazy you know it, sometimes it can be the wild wild west out there yeah i mean listen i think there's a few of us licensed in the area what are we up to now 24,000 25,000 uh, 7 two. million what is it something well we have uh we have 220,000 uh realtors in the state of florida and about 500,000 licensees so um that's, that's crazy that's a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> you know listen, um, but there's enough you- business to go around we're not no, competitors. There is, you know, We're not competitors. It's you know, and this isn't you know, what is it? There's no. This isn't million dollar listing, New York. You know, thank God. This is, this is you know, um, you know, they're not sensationalizing. You know, or they are sensationalizing and making it reality TV, and that's not the realtor's life. No. no so, um, not. you know, when you're looking at best practices for real estate agents and, and, and giving, you know, um, you know, maybe advice to the new agent, right? The agent's been in the business three, four years, having a hard time getting to a level that they want to do. Um, give some advice and or best practices um, to real estate agents watching. So for me, I mean, listen, 99% of my business is referral. It's warm, happy, great business. That, and by the way, that's how I choose to run my business. That doesn't mean it's the right way for you, right? Cold calling, knocking on doors, whatever. It doesn't matter. But that's how I run my business. So for me, it's just about staying in touch with people you like. Like, how cool is that? My job is I get to talk to people I like and help them and help people that they know and care about. It is So for me, that's the biggest thing, right? Everybody's got a database. I started my business by doing little $1,000 rentals with people I used to work with at the Cheesecake Factory, okay? I started that and then they got jobs and I helped them buy their first $100,000 home. And then it went up a little bit. They sold it and they bought their $300,000 home. And now they're lawyers and doctors and whatever they may be. 
and I'm helping them buy their half million or $750,000 homes. So it's, it's about working with what you got and staying consistent, being in front of them. Why are they going to choose me or the 25,000 other local people? It's because they know me, they like me, and most importantly, they trust me. So you can do that too. It's just about being in front of them, being genuine, not showing off, right? It doesn't matter how much money you make. Nobody cares, just so you know. Nobody cares except you and maybe your family. It's about what can you do for them and how you make them feel. Absolutely. You know, and how, you know, you just touched on something that's so important is how you make uh, someone feel right. It's, it's, um, you know, it's, you know, there's, there's a saying or a quote, you know, you, you might not always remember what I've said to you, but you always remember the way I made you feel. And, um, you know, it's so important, you know, especially in referral business. And you yeah. touched on something that's really, um, you know, probably the crux of, you know, or the difference between successful people and un successful people in the real estate industry and it's being consistent you got to be consistent with your vital activities like um you know let's take let's go through a day in the life of michael nathanson (laughs) (laughs) how much time you got (laughs) (laughs) so what do you do when you first come in first thing i do is i make a list of the important things that i need to do And then what I do is, so I have a team meeting every morning with the team at 9.15. We go over referrals that were received yesterday, referrals that were given out. We track referrals that we give out, okay? Because we totally believe in called giver's gain. We help people and they feel obligated to help us back. We go over active clients. We go over closings coming up. And then we go over, we call it our 30, 60, 90 day list. So who's going to buy or rent or sell in the next 30 days, 60 days, 90 plus days. We go over it. Okay. What happened since yesterday? Well, you talk to this person, they're going to wait. Okay. Move them down to the 60 day list, you know, whatever it is. So it's so important to just go over it every single day. And that way, you know, what's happening. You're not going to forget somebody. And by the way, I am nowhere even close to perfect. I screw up often. I'll tell you this people listening. It is never intentional. I promise you that. It's just, I'm not a perfect guy. I'm an imperfect guy trying to please a lot of people. But it's, you know, the daily team meetings for me are huge because it really starts your day and gets you set on what you're doing. And the cool thing is when I first got in the business, I didn't know what to do, right? I'd go to the office and go, okay, what do I do? Well, since joining the core, again, they they help a lot. I now have theme days. So I have different things that I do on each day, different people that I call. So when I come in on a Monday, I don't have to think about who I have to call. I know who I'm calling. And it's it just makes life that much easier. The less you have to think about it, the better. Love it. No, I mean, that's um, that, that's great advice. And, you know, whether it's seller days, buyer days, okay. referral days. And I, I love the the idea of uh, what, what a theme day is. And, and, and you know, and, and trusting someone also, you know, you think about, you know, if you want to run this like a business, well, you need a coach or you need someone, you know, a mentor or something that is going that you could continue to go back to that's going to keep you accountable. Yeah. And and by the way, in all honesty, you don't have to go to the core. It's whatever works for you. Right. I just like the core because of the accountability. I actually hate the core. <laughs> because they keep me accountable, I can be very slippery. <laughs> but <laughs> it is so good for me in my life that 
I pay them basically a mortgage payment a month. That's actually more than my mortgage. I pay them every single month to keep me in line. That's awesome. Yeah. So when you formed your team, what was your first hire? Uh, an administrative person, yeah. somebody to, you know, work on my calendar, answer the phones, and then do a lot of the contract to close stuff. And like I tell the team all the time, just because I'm the team lead, it doesn't make me better than you. I am not better than anybody. We're a team. So be just because you're doing the contract to close stuff doesn't mean you're less important than I am. Your job is actually probably more important than mine because you're making sure that everything on the contract is being met. Obviously we go over, it. it's not like it's just thrown into you. But uh, the first one was the administrator because I need somebody to to take that stuff. I am not a good admin. When do you know, like when you're forming your team, when do you, when did you know to form a team? And, and, you know, like, you know, cause a lot of these individual agents run around and they're like, Oh, well, I'm doing good business. You know, I don't want to share with anyone. Well, I don't want to get lead generation services. Well, then I got to pay an assistant X amount of dollars. You know, it's going to eat into my profits and all of that. Yeah. Well, that's what you call small mind thinking, right? It's it. And again, just because you do that doesn't mean you're wrong. If that's what you want to do, go with it. But hiring an, an administrator sh frees up your time. They're typically worth three times what you pay them, just so you know. Uh, and the when you know is the right time to hire, it's when you're averaging about three closings a month for at least a three or four month period. Right. If you have one month that you have a big month, don't go out and hire an assistant if you've got nothing in the pipeline. It's got to be consistent and you'll get there. Listen, I know it's it's tough. It's tough to get into this business and claw in when you're fighting against people like Brian Bowles and, you know, people that have been around for a long time. Tony Petrolia, people like that. But you have your section. So you just got to stay consistent with your section and you will get to that point where you're averaging three, four a month. Love it. Yeah. So, um, so I always end the, uh, the, uh, conversation on uh, two questions. What's your favorite streaming series of all time? And, um, and what are you currently watching? If anything, all right. Favorite of all time. It, it would be a toss up between breaking bad and Dexter overall, both you're phenomenal shows. I don't know if I, yeah. serial killer drug, uh, you know, yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Because I'm such like a, I'm the guy who's scared to break laws because I wouldn't last in jail, but I like the shows. I guess I live my life vicariously I, through them. I love them too, by the way. Yeah. But apparently a few people do too. Yeah. And what I'm watching now, well, I just finished Squid Game uh, the other night. I know you say it's so stupid, but the story's really good. And I'm not normally into the gory kind of stuff, but the show was, I thought was good. And I'm watching Clickbait. You told me to watch it. I'm watching that with the wifey. I think we're four or five episodes in. I can't wait to finish it. It's very interesting as well. It's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. Well, Michael, thank you. Uh, in summary, uh, budget, budget, budget. Uh, do a P&L profit and loss statement for your business um, uh, uh, once a month. Uh, make sure you track uh, what you're doing. Uh, do things consistently and continue to be professional. So thank yeah. you very much, Michael Nathanson. I appreciate you coming on. I believe this is number three. This three. is the third time that well, uh, it's only been on twice, I think, by the way. Uh, Brian, if you're listening, <laughs> just so you know, I'm ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. So thank you very much, Mike. 
Appreciate it. Uh, Breakfast with the Broker every Tuesday morning at 9 a.m. And uh, have a great week, guys. And I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you.